Friday, March 27th, Black Sheep Radio. Good morning from Hamilton. I'm Ben McVie. I'm Chris Brown. It's uh, 10 degrees today. Well, not right now. Anyway, at the time of recording, it's a little cooler than that, but we're up to a high of 10 today. Uh, makes the sun and cloud. The weekend's not looking so good uh, here in the Hammer. Eight degrees tomorrow, 60% chance of showers, and then showers all day on Sunday. But a high of 15, more rain on Monday, clearing up next week. It doesn't look too bad. Uh, how was your day yesterday, sir, after we finished uh, yesterday's episode? It was pretty standard. I mean, the the days and the nights are blending together when you don't leave your house. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yesterday was a day I kind of wished I hadn't. I will confess, I, I got a little bored. So I went out for a drive. I figured, OK, well, this is social distancing. I know it's not exactly um, my, my carbon footprint is large as a result. But uh, right now, I don't care. At least mm-hmm. I was driving the Fiat, which is highly fuel efficient. Uh, our little Fiat 500. And I was driving down the 401 and a wayward interlocking patio stone had somehow wound up in the middle of the 401. Wow. And I'm, I'm doing about a buck 10. There's a car on my left, the guardrail on my right. I had nowhere to go. So I hit it. And not only did I blow out two tires, I actually punctured, like blew a hole in the aluminum rim on the front. There's a picture on our Facebook page if you want to see it. It was pretty wild, man. Pretty wild. Yeah, it looked like you hit more than a paving stone. Like it, it, <laughs> it dummied that. It dummied that rim, and, That's I, and I couldn't imagine rim with a large yeah. hole in it. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't imagine like what you were feeling in that moment when it happened. You know, you uh, think more of what my pants were feeling because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I should have. Man, it was, it was freaking scary. So today I'm definitely uh, going to be sticking around the house and playing it safe. And uh, kind of good timing, too, because I figure I'll just throw some albums on today. And I've invited an old friend of mine this morning to talk just that. We posted uh, what are your go to sort of isolation front to back. You got to listen to the whole thing albums uh, while you're in during COVID-19. So. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. He is a man who needs no introduction just because of the fact that he hasn't shaved or trimmed his toenails in 14 days. How do you know? How do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Paulie, you're the first person that we've talked to on Black Sheep Radio who has actually been under house-ordered quarantine. You traveled, right? (laughs) Yeah, I went to the States. Uh, I went to the States. I was in Florida. That's a strange, strange place to be. Uh, And uh, we actually were going to go to Washington on our way back, but they were starting to close that down. So, um so Washington, we said, they didn't close it down enough. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so <laughs> we just figured, let's just go home. And by the time we got to Canada, it was like pure, uh, pure panic mode. We were wondering if they were going to let us back into the country, you know. And I said, wow, you know, I just I wonder what they're going to say when we get to the border because at that time we just didn't know enough information, and the story was changing. And it's like, uh, anyways, we're fine. Today is day fourteen. Tomorrow I'm free. So okay, wow. so. Before we go over the 14 days, I had to know, like, what's on the Paul Morris itinerary of going out the front door, a free man tomorrow? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I got to run. I have no idea. No, I'm going shopping. Uh, you know what <laughs> happened this morning, boys? I got up and uh, to get myself ready for this and make a cup of coffee, and we're out of coffee here. So I'm kind of hurting. Oh. Actually, I have, actually, actually, you know what it is? I have a backup supply of instant coffee. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> My wife said to me, if you're going to marry me, we're not going to be drinking that instant coffee that you've been brewing <laughs> for your entire life. So uh, it's the one indulgence I have, but uh, I ran out. I didn't realize we ran out. And so it's instant this morning. So tomorrow it's the mm. first thing I'm doing, going out to buy some coffee. So I have mm. always considered a good sign of coffee addiction, an empty instant coffee jar <laughs> in the pantry. <laughs> you really got to want it, Polly. You really got to want it. You, you may ask me, why do I even have instant coffee? And, and, and because I actually use it for cooking, believe it or not. I have a, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a well, it's not cooking. It's I have a Bailey's, a Bailey's uh, Irish cream recipe that requires instant coffee in it. So, uh, wow. quick, question, quick question, Paul. Mm. Uh, after two weeks of being in the house, is there any Bailey's left either? Uh, damn, no. <laughs> <laughs> Day three, that was all done. That's right. So, yeah. hey, so, okay. so what have you been doing? Like what does, see, because I mean, you and I were chatting really briefly yesterday and I, you mentioned something about lockdown and it, it was just at the start of our conversation and I hadn't really thought, Paul had let me know, Chris, that he had, he had been away, but it hadn't dawned on me. So I said, well, we're all in lockdown. He said, no, no, I'm in lockdown. Yeah. So what, what have you been doing for two weeks? Like, what's it like? You know, uh, catching up on a lot of stuff, you know, <laughs> Hey, look at me. I'm a retired radio guy. I've got nothing but time. But uh, Right. Same but, here. But you know what? There's a lot of great TV, a lot of great music and stuff like that. Some books. Some, I'm actually doing some things uh, in the kitchen that I've never done before. Like I made my own pasta for the first time the other day, which is wow. pretty cool. Um, nice. But catching up a lot of TV and stuff like that, you know. And um, the one show that I've kind of had bookmarked all along was uh, Atlanta with Donald Glover, which is yeah. on the FX network. And it's brilliant. It is absolutely mm. freaking brilliant. Uh, the leader, yeah. the, the head of that show is Donald Glover, who uh, whose music alter ego is the Childish Gambino. I'm not sure if you know him, but a great hip hop artist. Loved his last record. In fact, he has a new record that just came out. And so, you know, um, I've been getting out of the house and going out for walks. So... Uh, I've been stacking a playlist up on my on my phone. What am I going to listen to? So I downloaded the new Childish Gambino record. I said, I got to listen to this because I like the last one. And uh, as I'm looking for things to listen to, I came across this this um, this website. It was uh, Pitchfork, and it had this list of the 30 best all time industrial albums. I said, okay, now I got to think for industrial music, and I kind of got into kind of started to sort of scroll down the list, list, list that they had created and wondering where Nine Inch Nails was going to land on the list. And in fact, there are two albums on the list, but it wasn't number one. The number one album was from a band called Throbbing Gristle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's uh, the album is called 20 Jazz Greats. Now, of course, it's not jazz music. It's industrial music. This record came out in 1979, and I, I remember this band because when I started in college, I went to Fanshawe College for radio. We managed, um, you know, the uh, the college radio station, and, and and because it was multi-formatted, you get to see some you get to see and hear some interesting people come on the radio. There is this really weird bunch of dudes that came in, and they were all over this band called Throbbing Gristle. 
And I'm like you, I started to laugh. So what the hell is this? But when I listened, I said, there's something really kind of cool about this. Totally forgot about this band. So I, I saw this. This is the number one industrial album, Throbbing Griscoll, 20 jazz funk greats. So I said, I'll put that on my phone. I'm going to go out for a walk. I'm going to listen to the Childish Gambino and Throbbing Gristle. One is named all, all while be all while being a biohazard. That's <laughs> <laughs> actually I, I wasn't walking downtown and rubbing uh, elbows, breaking my six feet thing. You know, I was actually I was out in uh, in nature, walking some of the paths and stuff like that, listening mm-hmm. to Throb and Gristle. And damn it, if the two don't sound the same. I couldn't believe it. You know, Donald Donald Glover, not all the way through. Like Donald Glover is, you know, experiments with a lot of different sounds like that, but a lot of his trap beats. And sure enough, here's this band Throbbing Gristle playing around with those very same ideas back in 1979. I just went, holy cow, man. This is crazy. Yeah, cool. So – so what's um uh for for the people that may or may not know what industrial music is, including me, like well, how would you define industrial music? Machine Ooh, music, probably. good question. Machine yeah. music. What do you mean yeah. machine music? Yeah, the, the like, it, it, music produced by computers. Now it has, okay, it, it, it cool. can have a certain tone to it that makes it different from electronic music, but essentially it starts with machine made music. For instance, bands like Craftwork uh, were not on this, and I would I would call them on this list of 30, um, they're not included on the list. So uh, I'm not sure what the exact distinction between the two are. Listen, when you get into the world of music and labels, you can you can dissect it a million different ways. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the lot, larger scheme of things, it's essentially electronic music, you know, and, and EDM cool. today is essentially industrial music. So... So again, for those those of us uh, of you who haven't met Paul or don't know who Paul is, him and I used to work together years ago uh, in in radio uh, at uh, Hits FM. Paulie, it's okay if I say that, right? Well, well, I, it's, it's no secret we we work there in uh, St. Catharines. Paul is a music. Paul's been music director of the year more times than Jesus has been prayed. Like <laughs> prayed, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so Paulie knows his music, and and we posted something uh, about a week ago or so about how people are rediscovering the lost art of listening to full albums, especially yeah. while they're under lockdown, right? You're absolutely right. Um, you know, it, I still listen to albums. Uh, a lot of people say that the album is over. I think the album might be over as a marketing tool. Uh, I went, you know what, I, I'm going to say his name. I went um, I went and saw Alan Cross do one of his one of his talks and all the rest. And he says, yeah, the album is essentially dead because it doesn't make any financial sense to do it. It costs too much to record mm. a record, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of went, well, no, it doesn't cost as much to record a record. And in, in, in it, it makes more sense to release uh, a song at a time rather than, rather than release 12 songs at once. You know what I mean? Yet I'm still seeing that from at least all the major recording artists. Like for instance, the new Pearl Jam album is out today, Gigaton. Yeah, it's, no it's, a, it's a regular, it's a regular album. Uh, you know, it's a regular 10 song album or whatever the hell it is, you know? And, and it's just like, I don't think the world's changing that much. Maybe for the independent artists, it's changing. Maybe the, the uh, feasibility of an independent artist recording 10 tracks and releasing it as an album, it, that is on the decline. But what we're really talking about here is about um, the way we commit or don't commit to sitting down and listening to an album from start to finish. I have to admit it's a challenge because 
Uh, a couple of things. I, I think we just don't have the time or we're distracted. And maybe in this time, since we're kind of boxed in and we're at sitting at home, we start going back and listening to albums again. And uh, I, I think for millennials, they just they can't sit still. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But yeah. really, ultimately, Polly, what what the 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 lock in or the isolation or whatever you want to call it is ultimately, um, we're 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 not going for the quarter pounder with cheese combo. We actually have time to make a big meal and sit and savor it. Right. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And and, yeah. and, and, and you know the the great thing about a lot of the great records is that you know when the artists recorded them, they recorded a set of songs. Sometimes they just kept recording until they were finished sometimes they had a they had an idea in mind they they put together a set of songs and they sequenced them and they had an idea which was sort of ran through all the songs there was a string that ran through the entire album and i and i think with the best of albums you got that maybe it was in theme maybe it was in production maybe it was lyrically it doesn't really matter you know uh, Polly, I've got a list here. Uh, it's from the Independent in uh, the UK, and it's yeah. the 40 best albums to listen to while you're self-isolating. So people are thinking <laughs> about this already. Yeah. So I, I'm going to start naming albums off the list. I won't go through all 40, of course, but I'll go through the top 10 or 11 here. Okay. Uh, maybe you can give me your quick thoughts, and then with your big brain there, you can give us uh, <laughs> like, like, okay, if you if you dig that or whatever. Like, here's another album you could try that maybe you haven't heard of. Can you do it? Sure. And some of you know what? The somewhat, I think what I'm going to do here is I'm not going to say not going to get I'm not going to get obscure. I think some of these, um, you know, well, let's just go down the list here, okay? Right. Just we'll just we'll spitball these and see how we do. And it's funny because the, these these albums that I'm going to start naming to you are just like lobbing up volleyballs. You spike it and then tell us with something else. Okay, so we'll start with um, let's go Metallica, Master of Puppets. All right, Metallica, Master of Puppets, maybe the one of the great all time heavy metal records, right? That's got Master and and uh, oh now 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 I've forgotten all the great songs in there, but it, <laughs> it, it, it is the essential Metallica record. And, and when you look at a lot of best of lists, it is like the record. And it's no surprise to me that it's on this 40 records you should be listening to when you're boxed up. However, if I were to recommend another record, another classic, I would suggest you listen to Black Sabbath Paranoid record. Mm-hmm. Um, with War Pigs and Paranoid and uh, it's Ozzy and, and Tony Iommi at their very, very best. You know, I, you know, when was the last time you listened to Paranoid all the way through? I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm suggesting some of these, right? what may be obvious records, but I can't remember the last time I sat down and listened to Paranoid. And with streaming these days, you can do just that. That's what I love about it. So, how about how about Nirvana? Nevermind. Oh, by the way, I want to recommend another record for you here because okay. when it comes to metal, metal is kind of like where is it? Where is it right now? And I listened to something when I was coming back from the states. I was listening to a lot of radio. I was not impressed with rock radio because most of it was classic rock. No offense. Yeah. Hey, nothing against it. Most of the titles I think we're going to talk about today are classic rock, rock titles. But sure. it's like, is there? Any, I mean, there's one channel I, I swear it was a Pat Benatar channel. It was like Pat Benatar all the time. It's like, come on. But I did hear this station out of Pittsburgh and they played something. I literally turned up the radio and said, what the hell is that? It's a band called The Who. Okay. But, but not not Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey Who. It's actually spelled H-U. And they're a band from Mongolia. Whoa. Uh, now, <laughs> now it's interesting because it, it, it sounds like – uh, 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 
you know, a heavy metal record, they'd be common here in North America or in, you know, overseas or from Germany or something. In fact, it sounds something like that. There is an English voice in it. And as I did a little bit, as I waited for this thing to finish, I found that the, the vocal was done by Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach. And, oh but I said, what is this who band? So I looked it up I said, yeah, they're from Mongolia. And they're basically a band that takes Western heavy metal and mix it up with Mongolia traditional rhythms and folk music. And it's like, it's like, wow. So as I recommend, wow. as I recommend Black Sabbath, I, I wanted to get that one in because okay. it's one of those records uh, I thought was great. Okay. I, 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 I pulled up, uh, I, I Googled the who, and the first picture is um, a guy that looks Mongolian and yeah. he's, he's playing a stand-up bass with a bow yep. and the head of the the bass stock is a dragon head. Yeah. So I'm already sold. Oh man, yeah. It, looks like, it actually you know, it would fit in with Game of Thrones. It really, really would. Cool. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm down. Okay. I'm listening right. to that today for so sure. Next on the list, Nirvana, never mind. All right. Well, that's a pretty obvious one eh? um sure i didn't reach too far there's 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 one that's i hate to say the foo fighters you know but i'm going to recommend the foo fighters uh but you know most of the attention when it comes to the foo fighters goes to those first two records especially the color and the shape but i'm going to recommend the album wasting light because i think it has that, oh yes I, that record has album. more of an edge than and it's more consistent all the way through but i think if you're a nirvana fan uh, anybody who grew up when Nirvana was out know that yeah, you weren't the first to do it. You have to look at the Pixies' Surfer Rosa record as well. There is yes. one, there's uh, one other record I want to recommend. Again, a new record here because it is very much in the spirit of Nirvana. It's a band out of the UK, a punk band out of the UK called Dinosaur Pileup. And they have a new song that's uh, doing the radio circuits right now called uh, Backfoot. But it is wicked. It's, again, one of those records that I turn up when I hear it on the radio. I say, thank God there is still life in rock and roll these days. So once again, cool. the band is called Dinosaur Pileup, and the album is called Celebrity Mansions. All right, on to the next one. What do you got? Maybe the granddaddy of all front-to-back, full-length listen albums, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. Okay, Dark Side of the Moon is, is an experience to listen to. Uh, I won't get into the lyrical matter, everything, because it, you know, funny, I went to see Marilyn Manson play during the Antichrist Superstar Tour. I saw him play in concert one day, and uh, during the intermission before he came on, they were playing Pink Floyd through the PA system. And I said, wow, what a strange thing to hear. Yeah. And, like, and then as I listened, I said, oh, yeah, there is so much common ground thematically between you know, Pink Floyd's paranoia and Marilyn Manson's paranoia. But the pick for Pink Floyd for me is going to be Super Tramp's Crime of the Century. The Ooh. very first piece of vinyl I ever owned. Is that right, eh? And, yeah, dude. And, and, and when you listen to it, especially in your headphones, you see the production values that are there. Look at from a sonic point of view, I mean, Pink Floyd, you know, just stamps all over Super Tramp. But Super Tramp are doing something really incredible and larger than life with that Crime of the Century record. So that's my it's vote. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Rudy, Rudy and Crime of the Century, track seven and eight are on that there album. You go. Are, they're, they're brilliant. That's exactly. Brilliant. The first track I was thinking about was Rudy. And you hear yeah. those voices. You hear the train station. And, uh, hey, maybe it's a rip. It doesn't really matter. They were really shooting for the stars in that. Hey, when they got to Breakfast in America, it was different. I also, it was way, way different, yeah. Yeah. And then you have even in the quietest moment 
moments. They were doing the same kind of thing on that record as well, too. So Chris, Chris, definitely put that on your list. Crime of the century. Next one. Talking heads remain in light. OK. Um, did you see Saturday Night, Live, Saturday Night Live when David Byrne was on the show? Yes. Maybe, I did, Chris. Me? What? Yeah, Chris, did you did you see it or no? No, I didn't. No, no, no. Okay. okay, it was it was pretty amazing. David Byrne, the lead singer of Talking Heads, who has been busy doing a lot of stuff, has been doing a show on Broadway. But I think a lot of us who are fans of Talking Heads, especially their album Remain in Light, miss it so much. It's one of those bands mm-hmm. that we want to come back. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. hey, maybe five bands you want to come back. Rage Against the Machine. Guess what? They're coming back. Yep. Talking Heads would be another band like that. Well, the Talking yeah. Heads are not coming back, but David is back. It was on SNL, and it made me go back and listen to Remain in Light, which is just a just so far ahead of its time when it came out. The record that it makes me th- – and that's a, that's the album that has um, Once in a Lifetime on it. Yep. Cool. The record I'm going to recommend here is the Arcade Fire's Funeral Record. Yeah, it's that's fantastic. My fa- that's my favorite record of all time. If you ever saw the Actually, Talking Heads, if you ever saw yeah. the uh, Talking Heads uh, concert documentary, um, oh my God, uh, what's the name of that thing with "Stop Making Sense"? Yes, it is a joyful experience to watch it. It yeah. is. It is. A, and, and when I saw the talk, and when I saw Arcade Fire in concert, I felt. I've seen this, felt this beforehand. Cool. So that's my recommendation. So for Talking Heads, Remain in Light, which is a must on anybody's list, the Arcade Fire's Funeral. Oh. We'll, get a, we'll get a Canadian entry here. And this would not be my hip album of choice, but probably the most popular, fully, completely, tragically hip. Well, let me ask you, what would be your pick for a hip album? Uh, it would. Uh, what would be my pick for a hip album? Yeah. Uh, either one of two, We Are the Same or Trouble at the Hen House. Okay. Interesting right. picks. Yeah. Well, the hip. I used fully completely because it was probably their high watermark. If I yes. was going to recommend, I have two recommendations here for this one. Um, what did, what, like fully completely came out, what, 91, 92? No, no, 93. 93. Well, I'm going yeah. to recommend their contemporaries, the Sky Diggers. And they're oh, all right on. Okay, when you think Wheat Kings, listen to the Stark, uh, the, the Sky Diggers' uh, Restless record, and you'll see, boy, they are kindred spirits. And I know they tour together, and they are friends as well too. The other band I'm going to do, I'm going to recommend, and it's a bit of an obvious one, is the Glorious Sons. Uh, pick an album. I'm going to pick their first album, the Union record. Uh, the Glorious Sons are from Kingston, and. Um, all, and a lot of people draw a lot of comparisons to the hip, particularly from their early years. Maybe not musically, because I still think the Glorious Sons are, you know, are an evolving band that way. But in terms of stirring up a crowd, man, I there's something going on with this band. And another, like they're selling out arenas yeah. in Canada. They're selling out stadiums in certain cases, and that's kind of how the hip started. You know what I mean? It was a you know, you, you know what the son of a great band is, guys, is when you go see them and after you see them, you like them so much, you go tell a friend, you said, next time this band comes to town, you got to go see them. That, yeah. That's the glorious sense. That that cool. was, I mean, that used to be the Arkells for me as well, too. It's like I saw them for the first time. It's like, oh, man, next time you got to go see them. That's the glorious sense. Remind me a lot of the Tragically Hip. 
Rolling Stone magazine called it the greatest single album of the decade of the 1980s. London Calling, The Clash. Um, yeah, man, this is this is on my top five list personally. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I think hmm. this is an easy one. Rage Against the Machine's first record. In, yeah. When you're mad as hell at the world, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rage Against the Machine is is their debut record is the one to go. Although not musically as diverse and as bold as London Calling. Um, it's it's like a band making their point with a sledgehammer when it comes to that first Rage record, and I'm so glad they're back together again. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Sorry, back to Seattle. Pearl Jam ten. Uh, Pearl Jam's debut record. Uh, man, I listened to that record like a, a month ago. It still holds up, man. I'm still discovering things that are going on in that record. So, if I were to recommend another one, it would be Eddie Vedder's favorite band. The Who, the quadru- uh-huh. the Quadrophenia record. Um, there are stories in that record about discovering oneself and identity, which are similar to the songs that are on that that Pearl Jam record. And sonically, man, they're they're on ten, both of them. Um, this, Chris, you'll probably agree with me. Uh, the only debate that really rivals Coke or Pepsi is which Zeppelin album is the best mm. <laughs> on this list. Ze- Zeppelin four is on this list for essential isolation albums. Polly, what do you do without? Uh, I Zeppelin four, man. This is the one with Black Dog and um, Rock Stairway and Roll, to Heaven. Stairway, Stairway to Heaven, and my four favorite songs. Uh, when the levee breaks is my favorite song yeah. in the record. It's, mm. just, it's just like wow, man! Like that mandolin line, unbelievable. Well, everything, the the harp, it's harrowing when you listen to it, and then John Bonham's beat just relentlessly carrying that song. I'm recommending Soundgarden's "Bad Motor Finger." Oh. <laughs> right on. Yep. Well, just exactly. Just when I first heard that record, I went. First thing, you know, Chris Cornell's vocals are just otherworldly. It's like when I first heard Robert Plant said, where is this voice coming from? They're from another planet, you know? And then the riffs, Kim Thale's riffs and Jimmy Jimmy Page is like, and just sonically, it's got muscle. It's got power. I mean, Jesus Christ pose like is like, Rusty Cage. Rusty Cage is just like, and uh, yeah, I just, unbelievable record, so. Zeppelin Four Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger. That's All right. great. Let me throw one more at you, okay. and this is a little, little, little bit off what we're we've been through so far. The West Side Story soundtrack. Now, I want to tell tell your listeners once again that this came from a a, a list online from a, a publication called The Independent: yeah. The Forty Best Albums to Listen to While You're Self Isolating. I uh, I'm no confession. It's a con- I'm confessing the fact that I am a huge fan of musicals. I have always been. I, you know, it's, it's part of growing up in a household where your mom played classical music records and opera records and movie soundtracks. So it was everything. It was the sound of music to my fair lady to West Side Story. And West Side Story is making a revival on Broadway. In fact, they're doing a movie for it as well, too. But when you listen to it, it, you know, when I mentioned some of those, like, you know, My Fair Lady and South Pacific, those big classic ones, they, although due respect to the composers, they all had this formula. But when it came to West Side Story, they were doing something else. It was jazz. It was 
It was in minor keys. It was it was really, really bold from a music point of view. It was like nothing anybody had ever heard before. And when you listen to the record now, you get it, even though it came out, what, the 1960s. So it definitely is worthy of a list. Listen, and that's why I made this li- this list. If I were going to recommend one, look at my very favorite all-time musical, Les Miserables. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Talk about a diverse, a diverse uh, list of records. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, and and listen, this list of forty albums is you know includes everything from Madonna to, well, Throbbing Gristle didn't make the list. <laughs> it should have. But. <laughs> listen, buddy. Any album or list that includes Jean Valjean and Papa Roach meeting Mongolia is pretty pretty wide, dude. It's you know there's there's so much great music, you know, and and and, yeah. and you know one thing when I was in radio, I mean, I used to listen almost with a singular purpose, and that was to find music that would be suitable for a radio station. And after a while, it's just like ah, it's all the same thing. It's all the same stuff, and then. I remembered what really kind of got me into my career, and that was because I love music so much. And I just would have to remind myself, listen like a kid. Think of yourself as a kid when you're 15 years of age in your bedroom, and nobody's judging you. You listen to what you like. Yeah, you, listen to, yeah. you, listen to, you listen to stuff because you kind of you want to find something else. So mm-hmm. as though, although rock music is my passion, I'm turning over as many stones as I possibly can, you know, maybe, and, and I'm not afraid of the fact that I missed a couple of things and I'm playing catch up on it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, it's funny. I was, I saw this thing on TV about uh, art galleries and, you know, there are paintings that are being hung up in the galleries that are hundreds of years of age that have been hanging there for as long as we know. And yet, there's no shame in not, hey, none of us were there when the artist originally composed it, when it originally painted it. And that's kind of what music is all about. I, I like that analogy. Yeah, there's nothing yeah, wrong with yeah. going back and discovering Led Zeppelin four again. But instead of going, you know, go back and listen to Led Zeppelin four, but listen to it from Black Dog to When the Levy Breaks, go all the way through right. and understand why people were so excited about this record back in 1971 when it came out, because it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's kind of the magic of music in general is, I mean, even if even even for you, like, I mean, if, if you've missed stuff, it's safe to say that most people also have and, and and going back and rediscovering a lot of that music is is kind of like a little personal treasure hunt. It's 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 super rewarding. Yeah, if, exactly. If, sorry. Sorry, Polly, to cut you off. But Chris, you started that with if if there was. Uh, I, yeah, there's another guy listening right now who says, yeah, I was out in the woods listening to Childish Gambino and Throbbing Gristle. Yeah. <laughs> Polly, it's Polly, it's great having you on. And listen, you you sort of built in uh, in the middle of the segment. Uh, if if you're willing to come back, the sure. next time you're on, can the, the three of us bring five bands you'd like to see get back together? Oh, mm. that sounds great. I, let me, let me work great. on it right now. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, uh, is this dead or alive? <laughs> What's that, Joey? Well, dead or alive? No, you. Well, wanna... I thought you meant. I, I thought you meant the band Dead or Alive. Well, like you wanted to see uh-huh. you spin me right round uh, live on stage again. <laughs> well, in, in a sense, you know, who's the leader? Who's the leader of that band? Pete Brown, I think his name Pete was. Brown, yeah. He's dead. Yes. So yes, we're going to talk about bands that really could get back together, right? I mean, I'd love uh, to well, see. either way, honestly, either way. I, I like I like what leaving it wide open, but uh, you know. 
Okay, because there are bands that I regret never had. I had the chance to see them, and I didn't. Like Nirvana, I had a chance to see Nirvana. I remember uh, I was working at Hits at the time, and uh, the In Utero record was out, and they were playing at Maple Leaf Gardens, and uh, I said, "Look, I'm not going to go to this concert. I got too much work to do. I'll get them next time." Uh, Damn! This is like. <laughs> Big huge regret, and uh, there's yeah. a couple of bands that I wish had gone out of my way. Uh, I never got to see Radiohead in in their day. I really mm. regret that. So go yeah. see them now, man. It's worth it. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Like again, there's no reason why not to catch them now. I, I have this yeah. thing is that you should always see the great bands at least once, even if they're past their prime. So when the Stones come around, if you've never seen the Rolling Stones, go see them for crying out loud. All right, boys. Dude, yeah, that was great. Always great talking to you, man. I'll uh, well, I'll talk treat. to you later today, and we'll see you again here. Okay. Cheers. Thanks, guys. All right. See ya. Thanks a lot. That was a crazy interview. Uh, this, well, I, I mean, I worked with Polly for years. What, uh, what's, what's your plans today now? <laughs> uh, honestly, like I, I get really excited when I hear. Uh, anything that hear about anything that i don't know about so 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 there's certain bands here that i'm really looking forward i made a list of them uh the pixies surfer roser i've never listened to that album oh, uh, good. right it's good dinosaur yeah. pile up uh the who um the the mongolian band that he was chatting about um i'm definitely gonna dig into super tramp crime of the century as well you gotta today. yeah there's so much that i'm looking forward to checking out for sure sky diggers he was saying man yeah they're good yeah, they're really good forward to it well next week uh we i don't know what we've got in terms of guests because uh well the one that we do have planned is our moms um but um getting your moms into the technological age of podcasting remotely from their home could, <laughs> could, could present the need for a weekend of training so it's, the weekend comes at a good time yeah, yeah, for sure, and and we're hoping to get um, we're hoping to get Paul back on. We're hoping sure. to get uh, Mark Lefave back on. We're hoping to get uh, we're we're kind of we're 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 testing out the whole guest thing for sure, and, and I think people really like it. So, and I know I like it. So, uh, uh, well, we're trying. We're if you're listening right now, we're trying to get you on too. So, if you'd like that's to join true. us one morning, all you need is a laptop and a pair of earbuds, and uh, we'll hook you up, bro or sis. Exactly. All right. Yeah, good stuff. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Don't go hitting any patio stones. No, and, uh, I'll, I'm just I'm staying here. I'll probably stub my toe though for good measure. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend, man. Yeah, you too. See you on Monday. This has been another episode of Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.